Next on BYU Sports Nation, a Final Four type of day. No, not just for BYU women's volleyball, but for men's hoops. Yeah, the Final Four non-conference games. What are your expectations starting with Portland State tonight? The legend of Taysom Hill continues to grow in New Orleans and the NFL, frankly. Could that mean a trip to the Pro Bowl for the former Cougar quarterback? And how about a way-too-early look at next year and football. BYU has several opponents that have made coaching upgrades. Which of them made the best upgrade? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, your host. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, December 12th, wherever and however you're connected. It's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Studio B wardrobe coordinator, Jason Shepard. This was not planned. You and I are both wearing basketball shooting shirts. Yes. Both with the Sailor Coog on it, mm-hmm. uh, just a little bit different styles. So I'm assuming one's from one year, one's from another year. So, but we did not plan this. I Despite in, what you may think. No, I walked in and my first thought was, well, we did it again. Like this has happened before and there is nothing that Jerem Jordan oh, hates, hates it. more hates it. than wearing like the same shirt. See, what you don't know about Jerem he has up in our office, because the three of us share an office, in, in one of our little, we have like a little like closet, and he has clothes in there. I don't think he'll admit this, but I think those clothes are in there specifically, so if he wears something similar to somebody else, he can go up and change. Oh, no, it's clearly that. <laughs> it is clearly that. What's wrong? I think it shows solidarity. <laughs> it means we're on the same U- page. Uniforms. That's what I mean. Game day. It's we're a basketball the, game day. We're on the same we're, page. We're in our uniforms. Again, happy Wednesday. <laughs> what are we wearing tomorrow, Jason? <laughs> How about something BYU? <laughs> good call. Yes, good call. Here's today's show lineup midweek. The always entertaining Mark Durant, former BYU basketball player, current radio basketball analyst, will join us in 15 minutes. Who does he see as BYU's third guy going forward? Now, a lot of you are thinking, well, it's got to be Nick Emery, right? Nick's got limited minutes right now. So who's the third guy? Jerem Jordan calls an audible for his and one picks and on our wardrobe in 30 <laughs> minutes. Jason Shepard picking for Jerem today because, frankly, it can't get much worse for Jerem. No, I mean, like, it's, it, we're at the point where it's like, you know what? You pick, and I know, and I can't do any of this stuff. Like we've seen my picks, you know, periodically in the past. They don't end well. And we get to know the foe as BYU preps for Portland State. How much do you know about the Vikings? That in forty minutes. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Starting with BYU men's hoops, Portland State in the Marriott Center, nine Eastern, seven Mountain tonight. The Cougars are in search of a third straight win. BYU head coach Dave Rose knows the Vikes like to pressure. Solution, protect the basketball. They turned the team over 49 times. I've never, I've never heard of anything like that number. So um, that means there's a lot of possessions in the game, and that'll be our number one priority is to, to get shots, not turn the ball over. And hopefully we can get the shots that, that we want to get, not the shots that they're dictating to us. 
49 turnovers by an opponent against Portland State. That's I've never even heard that number for a turnover. Granted, I think it was Northwest Nazarene they were playing, but still, 49 turnovers. Yeah, BYU needs to take care of the rock. Game coverage, 8 Eastern with pregame on BYU Radio featuring Jason Shepard and his shooting shirt. The game tips at 9 Eastern live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Detroit Lions play Ziggy Ansah on injured reserve after he suffered a season-ending shoulder injury. Ansah appeared in seven games this season for the Lions, finished with four sacks. He is scheduled to be a free agent this offseason. I hate that Ziggy has had so yeah. many injuries in yeah. his career because he is a brilliant talent. Taysom Hill, speaking of brilliant talent, is the NFC's special teams player of the week following a game-changing blocked punt with his bicep in the Saints' 28-14 victory at Tampa Bay. In this season alone, Mr. Hill has completed three passes. He's scored a rushing touchdown, has two catches, 14 kick returns for 348 yards, four total tackles, and now he's blocked a punt. Pro Bowl versatility? Maybe. More on that in a moment. BYU women's volleyball is in Minneapolis as they continue to prepare to face number one seed Stanford in the final four tomorrow. Seniors Ronnie Jones-Perry and Lindy Haddock-Epic have been named to the AVCA All-America first team. Congratulations to them. Cougars and the Cardinal get underway tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Yeah, Lindy Haddock-Epic had a Skype interview with uh, Andy Katz of NCAA.com, and the quote they put out there on social media was, we feel like we can handle anything in terms of adversity. And they've proved that. They've proven that all year long. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Final Four. Nope, not talking about BYU women's volleyball at the moment, but rather BYU men's basketball, which opens the Final Four non-conference game stretch tonight against Portland State. Jason, in that Final Four, of course... The Vikings, the Rebels of UNLV, BYU plays Mississippi State on the road, and then at San Diego State. What are your expectations for the final four non-conference games of the BYU hoop season? Look, there are a lot of different ways to approach this question. I mean, certainly you could go with what you expect in terms of wins and losses. I'm taking it a little bit broader than that. I would expect to see some more shuffling of the lineup just to see what works. You know, with the team still implementing Nick Emery into the rotation, I think now's a good time to kind of figure out what combinations work, what type of substitution pattern serves the team best before you get into West Coast Conference play. Because that's the part of the year that's going to determine in all likelihood what your postseason looks like. So I think using this time to go through and try some different lineups, see what works, I think that's a big, a, a big deal. Also, I'd like to see a third guy emerge in terms of a consistent basis. Right now, it's been a different guy in different games. You've had Nick Emery in a game, and you know Connor Harding's had his moments as the third guy. Zach Selyus, just sheer. Guys like that can all be that guy. I would expect to see one of those guys emerge as that consistent third score behind Yoli and TJ. That, those are kind of my expectations for these final four games before you get into WCC play. Man, I would love some more solidarity going into conference play. In the final four games, I don't know if BYU can transition that quickly with the implementation of Nick Amory, but we'll see how much they can get into a groove going into the WCC slate. In terms of wins and losses, I'm going to give you a straight up record. I think BYU will win three of the final four non-conference games and be 10 and five going into the WCC. I think BYU will beat Portland State tonight. I think they are 
clearly a more talented and cohesive and connected unit compared to UNLV that they will play on a neutral site. Granted, it's in Vegas, but it's at T-Mobile Arena, so right. it's not the home of the Rebels. We know all about BYU playing UNLV in a conference tournament <laughs> at the Thomas and Mac. It will still probably not a home court advantage. Yeah, we'll still probably hear Rebels. It's Fine. so annoying. Fine. So annoying. They can sing that as BYU beats them <laughs> in the T-Mobile Arena. Okay, I think BYU wins that game. I'm not going to put an expectation on BYU to go beat Mississippi State and Ben Howland, well-coached team yeah. on the road. That's the Jasheer Hardnet family game, by the way. Okay, he's going essentially. Close to home, and he'll have a ton of family and support there. But that's a nationally ranked team. And I, but I think BYU will bounce back against San Diego State, who is not as good as we thought they would be, which is not good for BYU's net ranking with the strength of schedule and whatnot. But still, a road win, if that's a quad two win on the road at San Diego State, that's really the last opportunity, the last realistic, in my mind, opportunity for BYU to pick up a solid road win in non-conference play. UNLV's not going to do it. They're not good enough. No. San Diego State should be a quad two win when all is said and done on the road. So I think BYU goes three and one over the last four. I would love for the Cougars to enter West Coast Conference play on a six-game win streak. I just don't think it's fair to expect that from them right now. No, I, I think I, I like I like what you're what you're saying in terms of you know how this team can finish heading into WCC play. I just think for for me, I think it's regardless of what the record is, if you can start feeling good, and and I fully expect BYU to win more of these games than they lose, certainly. But I making sure that you have kind of the the way you want to play the rotation. I think that's a big big deal heading into to the conference. So I, I that would be my expectations heading in. Tell me if you've heard this one before. Okay. Taysom Hill is a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. As we know, the guy is the Swiss Army player for Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. He was recognized as the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. And quite frankly, he has done a fantastic job on special teams all season long. Do you believe Taysom Hill will make the Pro Bowl? Yes. His name reverberates around the league. He's become a known commodity. Bleacher Report is releasing videos... <laughs> <laughs> animated videos. Really funny videos. Featuring Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton, some other key characters around the league. And Taysom Hill is playing a prominent role with his versatility being joked about with tongue-in-cheek humor in these Bleacher Report things. There's a reason this is happening, because his name reverberates around the league. He makes waves. He's popular. And the Pro Bowl, to a degree, Jason is a popularity contest. Oh, without question. It's a popularity contest. Tell me another special teams player, specifically special teams player, that you know of in the league right now that generates as much buzz as Taysom Hill. That's specifically a special teams player? Like, it could be a guy that is special teams but does some other things too. Well, Tyreek Hill. Okay, Tyreek Hill's going to go as a wide receiver. Yes, I understand. But I'm just, yes. But yes, I, I understand what you're saying. In terms of being, in terms of being recognized, he's recognized for everything he's able to do, but specifically for his play on special teams. And people are always like, "It's amazing that number one, he, he even wants to do it," because you know they, they he he wants to play quarterback, but he loves it so much. So yeah, look, here's the way I look at it. I'm not going to put anything past Taysom Hill. If it's going to happen, certainly it's going to be on special teams right now. But here's how the Pro Bowl selections work 
four special teams. This is what gets voted on. You have a punter. Mm-hmm. You have a kicker. You have a return specialist. And then a special teamer. Who, whose name is more popular yes. and more known than Taysom Hill when it comes to special, special teamer? That, 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 to me, screams Taysom Hill. So, yes, I would think Taysom Hill could make the Pro Bowl as the special teamer in the NFC. What other special teamer <laughs> has a blocked punt this year yeah. and a kickoff return of 47 yards, not to mention multiple tackles on kickoff coverage? And he's on a winning team. That makes a huge difference. He's popular. He's likable. And his name is all over the place. He will be the special teamer in the Pro Bowl. Well, and you've got to assume, I mean, this time of year, regardless of the sport, anytime there's an organization that has a player that could be up for something, whether it's an all-star game or Pro Bowl, the team starts pumping them up and sending out materials, trying to sway people, that kind of stuff. So I would certainly expect the Saints, because they love this guy, to do something like that. Drew Brees saying he deserves to be a Pro Bowler. Do you don't think that carries some weight? Taysom Hill is the popular kid, and he's in with the coolest kid of them all, yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah. Okay? He just got invited into the cool kids club of the NFL with one of the all-time great quarterbacks. You know what? With this Pro Bowl talk in mind, let's roll out the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It doesn't happen often. BYU's had four NFL Pro Bowlers. Since 2000, so in 18 seasons, only four. Taysom would obviously become the fifth if, and I think when, he is the special teamer for the NFC this year. Chad Lewis, Brett Kiesel, John Denny, and Ziggy Ansah were all pro bowlers over the last 18 years. Ziggy Ansah, the most recent in 2015. Taysom definitely belongs on that list. Taysom Hill be number five in that list. Speaking of football, Jason... Let's talk BYU football. Hey, we know that the bowl game is coming up, but we're going to fast forward past that and talk about the 2019 opponents for a moment, specific to the coaching carousel that is happening around the United States right now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is crazy how the dominoes fall. Several of BYU's opponents next season have coaching changes. Which 2019 BYU football opponent upgraded the most? On the staff with a coaching change. Look, for me, it, it has to be USC with Cliff Kingsbury coming in as the offensive coordinator. To bring in a guy with that type of offensive prowess and pedigree and then give him the talent that USC has, that is a nightmare combo. I can certainly see how somebody may say Gary Anderson at Utah State, but in my mind, Gary and Matt Wells are similar. And, and I, by the way, I mean that in a good way. I think that allows Utah State to keep things going, keep that train moving. In terms of upgrade and maybe pushing you over the top, Kingsbury going to USC, that's a move that if he can fit his air raid scheme to the personnel, which is, is not necessarily brought in for that, if he can fit that with the personnel, that is a massive upgrade. The Utah State hire, I think, is a good hire. It's a great hire. Gary Anderson is welcomed back. The players know him. The staff and the faculty obviously are thrilled to have him back. But Matt Wells was 3-3 three and three against BYU specifically. He went 500 against BYU in his six seasons as head coach in Logan. Why do you have to bring that up? 
because the point is he was really good. So for BYU specifically facing Utah State, I don't know that Gary Anderson should be expected to outperform that number. If you're splitting the series, the rivalry series with BYU, that's really good. That's unprecedented in the last 30 years for Utah State. Well, but if you look at that, though, Utah, what Gary brought to Utah State and started to change that culture around is what Matt used and continued. So, in essence, they're going to go with three coaches, two of the same, obviously, but three different changes, and essentially it's going to be very similar. Correct, but if we're talking strictly upgrade, like I'm thinking, okay, he makes the program better. Utah State just had, yeah. arguably, its best season in program that's history. That's why I went with Kingsbury. They were in the college football playoff rankings. So I think it's too much to say that Gary Anderson is the largest upgrade. I'm with you. I think it's Cliff Kingsbury of USC. The moment that happened, I felt a twinge of, oh, no, in my heart, knowing that a Kingsbury spread offense with USC talent is coming to Provo next year. Now, the thing that is advantageous for BYU is the game is very early in the schedule yep. and early in his tenure as offensive coordinator, and the culture at USC right now is not great. It's going to take a while for the culture shift to happen, and I have preached this for years from this microphone. Just because a coach comes in doesn't mean everything's going to automatically get better right away. And BYU typically faces these big-name teams with big-time coaching changes early in the season, and the Cougars have been able to take advantage of yes, those. Yes, they have. Notably, Mike Riley at Nebraska. I heard all summer long from Nebraska fans like, oh, Mike Riley's going to destroy BYU. You have no prayer at Lincoln Memorial. Hey, early in the season, you got to give those coaches time to implement Arizona this year. Exactly. Kevin Sumlin. Kevin Sumlin, man, he coached Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Wait till he gets his hands on Khalil Tate. He's going to destroy BYU. Nope. So BYU has an advantage in that it takes a while for the culture to set in. So, yes, it will happen, but I'm not freaking out just yet, even though I think ultimately that will be the biggest coaching upgrade. Our question of the day. Back to the Final Four. Nope, not BYU women's volleyball, about BYU basketball. The Final Four non-conference games. What are your expectations for the Cougars in that Final Four? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Grizzfather Answers on Twitter. The two road games against San Diego State and Mississippi State will tell us a lot where a lot about where this team is heading into conference, hoping to see more of what we saw the last two games. Expectations are three and one. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Jerem has been benched for and one due to poor performance. Can I do any better? Probably not. <laughs> wow, benched for poor performance? We're just throwing it on, aren't we? <laughs> and next, a big-time award for a BYU volleyball pl- volleyballer, rather. Plus, Mark Durant tells us who's the third guy of the BYU basketball big three going forward. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Men's basketball is back at the Marriott Center tonight hosting Portland State. You can watch on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. 9 p.m. Eastern time tip-off radio pregame will begin at 8 Eastern. Grab your Sailor Cougs shooting shirt and join us in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. Listen to BYUSN On Demand. Downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience it whenever you want. Some breaking news of sorts, Jason. This just in, Heather Knighting has been named the American Volleyball Coaches Association, ABCA Freshman of the Year. Well-earned, well-deserved. She has been fantastic all season long. More details about the other Cougars receiving high-ranking awards in just a few minutes. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is our high-ranking guest, one of our favorites, all-around good man, former BYU basketball player, current BYU basketball radio analyst, Mark Durant. Mark, welcome back to the show. Thanks, fellas. Always a pleasure. And uh, congrats to Heather Knighting. Uh, as you know, Heather's the daughter of a friend of mine, Tom Knighting, who was a great player, late 80s for BYU. And I got to talk to her a little bit before the season and uh, just so excited for how the team's done and how she's done and wish all the best to the the, the women's volleyball team this week. Yeah, the uh, juju is good for BYU athletics right now, largely because of what BYU women's volleyball is doing and because of what BYU basketball did against the University of Utah on Saturday, notably the dunk from Yoli Childs. Mark, I know that you that pulled you out of your seat to a degree. Where do you rank Yoli's dunk in the history of all BYU dunks that you can remember? <laughs> yeah, that was just plain awesome. I mean, that was amazing. I, You know, I think back and... I remember watching uh, Spencer play in some pickup games at the Smithfield house, and he had one that was pretty nice. But uh, I played with uh, – the best dunker I played with was actually Ken Roberts. The guy could fly. I remember going in a high school tournament with him up in Washington, and and uh, he, he would dunk from the free throw line. He did the Michael Jordan from the free throw line dunk, and – you know, all the brothers are going crazy. This white kid from uh, from from Utah winning the dunk contest. Actually, I think he took second, but he he was really really good. And uh, Scott Moon, if you remember him, maybe the best jumper I ever played with. Uh, he had a dunk in the Tulsa game just out of nowhere in the middle of the key. Actually, a lot like Yoli, he just flew up and just kept rising and threw it down. It was amazing. Uh, he he went on to be a a uh, highly decorated Air Force pilot and he's a real hero. But, but then, uh, you know, watching games, of course, Mike Hall had a really nice one. Uh, I think it was against Air Force. Mm-hmm. And one that I really remember was Trent Playstead. I think it was Colorado <laughs> State. Uh, that was really nice. But Yoli, he's kind of on a different level, isn't he? I mean, he's had a couple already that would be up there. I remember one, uh, some kind of alley I think it was last year, but he had really reached back for it. And he's like, it was amazing he even caught it let alone able to then throw it forward and dunk it. But uh, I, I think, given that it was the Utes, yes. and given it over two guys, a seven-footer, and just the, the beauty of it and the power, I mean, uh, I'll, give that, I'll give that the number one. I mean, that was just remarkable. Where does it rank in terms of uh, dunks that you have personally been involved with? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm the guy that's getting dunked on in all the pictures. <laughs> Mark, what, what, 
What do you think has been the biggest difference on the floor over the last two games as opposed to the three-game losing streak? I think it's T.J. Haas. I mean, Greg, as you know, Greg does all the numbers and gets into the weeds and that kind of stuff. But it's clear that when T.J. doesn't play well, it's going to be a struggle for the team. And and he did not play well on the road uh, in the in that in those losses. And uh, he played really well at home against Utah State and was great uh, against Utah. So T.J.'s a real linchpin, I guess. I mean, Yoli's pretty consistent. Uh, amazingly so, and uh, <laughs> he's just really good. We we all know that, and he's gonna he's gonna perform. Uh, TJ is kind of that guy that really needs to play well. Uh, other guys are gonna be hit and miss, but you, you need two guys that you can count on for points, uh, preferably three. Uh, when I played, uh, I knew Andy Toulson and Marty Haas were gonna be good for 40 points. I mean, just put those 40 points up on the board. We're gonna get those, and then everyone else just has to fill in around it. Whether it's those two or Ken Robertson, Russ Larson, or and now it's uh, it's Yoli and TJ. They've got to put at least 40 points on the board. That's just got to be a given from night to night. And then whether it's Celius or Hardnett or, or Harding or whoever is you know, Nixon, whoever's going to come in to, to fill those other spots. But when you don't get one of those two guys that you just banking on their points, you're in for a tough night. And TJ struggled a little on the road, which was so gratifying to see him play well against Utah, even though that was a neutral environment. Uh, And he has been more consistent. uh, But in that three-game stretch, he just wasn't very good, and and BYU paid the price for it. BYU basketball alumna and current BYU basketball radio analyst Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's talk about the big three. If Yoli and TJ are the clear one and two, who do you expect to step into that number three role consistently moving forward? Well, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, uh, I guess I would say Zach Selyus. I like Zach. I think he's a guy that, even if he's not shooting great from the three, uh, can put it on the floor and get to the rim. He's a little bit bigger. He's been more aggressive, which I like. Uh, And he's a guy that is, I think, really, really important to what Dave Rose wants to do Uh, because he's a guy that can play the four, can guard the four, at least good enough, and – really stretch the floor with his shooting. So if you have Yoli and Zach and whoever it is, TJ or, or Connor or, or another guard, you've got five three-point shooters, and that makes it really hard on teams defensively. It spreads the floor, which is what Dave wants, uh, allows for dribble penetration because you don't have a big seven-footer camping out under the rim. And and so Zach really provides uh, an avenue for Dave to be very flexible and to play the style of play and the up-paced style of play that he wants. And and his shot is much better this year. He's you know coming up to around 40%. He's a little bit hit and miss in times. I mean, it's so weird to me, guys, that he can hit like two in a row, center cut, and then the next one he shoots at five feet over the hoop. I mean, I just <laughs> I don't get how how that works. But but overall, he's very good and is a real threat, and and he plays hard. He, he plays pretty good defense. He had a big block in that Utah game, and and so I, I guess he's my third guy. But it's nice to have a bunch of guys that can play. That's you know Nick is going to be hit and miss as well this year, but it's just nice to have another player. Uh, so if Jasheer starts off poorly, 
you don't have to try and fight through that. Get get another guy in there. Let him have a chance. So you put Nick in, and then, then if Nick's pl- not playing well, you don't have to suffer through bad plays. Just, just get another guy in there. And so I, I don't know that they need much more of a consistent third or fourth score as long as they have guys that they can plug in from game to game that can provide that uh, scoring scoring output for BYU. Mark, uh, you can answer this any way you want, whether it's a whether it's a, a record or bigger picture. What are your expectations for BYU hoops in the Final Four non-conference games? I'm going to go out on a limb and predict a victory tonight. Okay. Uh, it's bold, Mark. It's bold. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, if they don't win tonight, then just it doesn't matter what they do the rest of the month. <laughs> but so get a win tonight. Uh, uh, although I love uh, the coach there, Barrett Peary is a friend of mine, played at Payson High when I played, a great coach, great player. Uh, so I'm excited to see him. But, yeah, win tonight. But uh, it, this is a great opportunity because you have UNLV and San Diego State on the road. UNLV, it's nice that it's at T-Mobile and not in the uh, whatever you call it place down there. I forget it. Thomas and Mac. I've mentally blocked that out in my mind <laughs> over the years. <laughs> Thomas and Mac. And and they've they're certainly beatable. It's not the UNLV teams of old, but you know, obviously they're 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 good and talented. But it's a game that BYU can win. And San Diego State, it's not like you know the Jimmer years where they were with Kawhi and they're ranked number three. I mean that that's a team also that is very beatable. San Diego beat them. Um, so those two are the big ones. But they have a lot of weight in that you're you're playing on the road. Uh, and, and they're name teams that have been good. So if you can get that win, those are those are the key. Those are big, big games. And if BYU can get those two, that's going to go a long way for their goals towards the end of the year. Mississippi State, I mean, you're going to have to play amazing. It's going to be like going to Nevada. It's just it's going to be very tough to win there. But maybe you get hot from the three-point line, and Yoli has a big game, and, and maybe you can do something there. But to me, the most important ones are the, the two middle ones, UNLV and San Diego State. Th- those are great opportunities to get very important wins. Mark, great stuff. We look forward to your call with Greg Rebell tonight on BYU Radio, and uh, we'll see you courtside. Guys, always a pleasure. Take it easy. Mark, Mark Durant on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. You know, I'm glad he brought up my dunk back in the RB. <laughs> Well, he's the only one that's bringing it up. So. <laughs> coming up, we find out how well we know Portland State. Know the foe is coming up. And next, Jerem Jordan is a daring man because he sent Jason to make his and one picks today. Yep. These are my picks. He did not tell me what to say. Put your blue goggles on. This is BYU Sports Nation. Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. She's got the latest deets. I said it in Cougar Sports with the social media twist. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. I figured since I'm wearing the cool shooting shirt, I can say cool words like deets. Is deets a cool word? Mm, I think we'll leave that up to the viewer or the listener. Okay. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Some more headlines featuring more deets. BYU men's basketball hosts Portland State tonight in the Marriott Center. Cougar head coach Dave Rose knows his team needs to be very careful protecting the ball against the Vikings. 
They turned the team over 49 times. I've never, I've never heard of anything like that number. So um, that means there's a lot of possessions in the game, and that'll be our number one priority is to, to get shots, not turn the ball over. And hopefully we can get the shots that, that we want to get, not the shots that they're dictating to us. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern with pregame on BYU Radio featuring Jason Shepard. Allah. Game tips at 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Worst thing for me to say, Hala or Dietz? Man. <laughs> Can <laughs> I throw out both of those in your vocabulary permanently? The Detroit Lions play Ziggy Ansah on injured reserve after he suffered a season-ending shoulder injury. Ansah appeared in seven games for the Lions this year, finished with four sacks. He is now scheduled to be a free agent in the offseason. Uh, Ziggy, get better, man. I, I don't know that the Lions are going to take another shot at him given his injured pass. He he probably played his last. Trust me, there will be people lining up, though, to pay Ziggy Ansah to be on their defensive line. Keep him healthy. Yes. Taysom Hill is the NFC's special teams player of the week following a game-changing blocked punt and a Saints 28-14 win at Tampa Bay. This season alone, Taysom has completed three passes, scored a touchdown running the ball, has two catches, 14 kick returns for 348 yards, four total tackles, and a block punt, plus a partridge in a pear tree. I was going to say it if you didn't. Freshman Heather Knighting is the AVCA Freshman of the Year, and both Ronnie Jones-Perry and Lindy Haddock-Epic are named to the AVCA All-American First Team. Wow! I know, there's a lot. Wait, there's, but wait, there's more. Mary Lake is named to the second team. McKenna Miller and Kennedy Eschenberg received honorable mention. The Cougars and the Cardinal will play tomorrow in the NCAA Final Four on ESPN at 7 Mountain Time. And speaking of the women's volleyball game in the Final Four, there will be a watch party tomorrow at the Smithfield House. Doors will open at 4.30. There will be free pizza. Let me repeat that. There will be free pizza and to the first 250 people showing up, no cost. Just come cheer on the Cougars as they face Stanford. So let me get this straight. BYU has the AVCA Freshman of the Year. Yes. They have two first-team All-Americans. Yes. Lindy Haddock-Epic and Ronnie Jones-Perry, not surprising. A second team. And they have a second-teamer in Mary Lake. And two honorable mentions. <laughs> it's been a special season. And they're giving out free pizza at the Smithfield House tomorrow Good. to the first 250 free. people. I love it. Congratulations, ladies. Good luck against Stanford. All right. It's time for another special part of the show, Jason. Let's bring it. We call it And One. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. All right. If you're new to the program, And One means we give two picks. The first pick worth two points, and if we get that one right, then we can Big pick if. up the extra point with our second pick. BYU basketball on the mind, Jason. What are your and one picks? These are technically Jerem's picks. I mean, like, I'm picking for Jerem. These are going on Jerem's record. He did not impact you in no, no, these no. decisions We have not discussed our and one picks. By the way, Jerem has zero points. He's zero yes. points through four games. I scored three points yes. in the last game, so I'm up three zip. Okay, so my predictions here, my picks, are going towards Jerem's record. My two-pointer. Yoli Childs will score at least 30 points for the fourth straight game. <laughs> Put the blue goggles on, Jason. All right, I'm doing it. Blue there's goggle my, alert. There's, I want, blue the, goggle I want alert. like those Terminator blue goggles goggle up there. Blue goggle <laughs> alert. By the way, Jimmer had five in a row. So Yoli's going to get four in a row tonight. You, you're calling for 30-plus? This is the two-pointer? Jerem doesn't have a point. <laughs> or... I'm such a believer in Yoli. Okay? All right. Time for my N1. N1! BYU will shoot 40% or better from three. 
<laughs> They've done it once. Utah State. It will happen for a second time tonight. BYU is, I think, just a hair over 30% for the season, right? Yeah, that doesn't mean they can't shoot over 40 tonight. <laughs> Jason, uh, not, so here's what like I'm... 33% or 35%. Because, uh, yeah, well, that's what I'm going with. Okay. Yoli's going to get at least 30 BYU's going to shoot at least 40%. All right, I'm ready to extend my lead. <laughs> BYU, for my two-pointer, will hold Portland State to 71 points or less. The Vikings average 71 in the four games they have played away from their home venue. Well, you can't pick what they average. you got to say for sure less. 71 or less, Unbelievable. Jason. Unbelievable. 71 or less. This BYU plays at a fast speed. BYU is the team... Of their schedule that plays faster than anybody else they have seen this year. So there will be more points. I still think BYU's defense is going to hold them to 71 or less. Okay. 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 All right. That's fine. All right. I don't judge. I'm Next. Judging. And one. Zach Selyus will shoot a better three-point percentage than Yoli Childs tonight. We gave him the karma to do so Ooh, yesterday. Okay. Okay. Yoli shooting, I think, six percentage points better than Zach on the season. Three ball has not been Zach's strength per se this year. I think he will shoot a better three-point percentage than Yoli Childs tonight. Okay, because Jerem needs to pick up some steam on this, Mm -hmm. can we go with a four-point play that after the and one, there was a technical given, and so a free throw (laughs) is going to be shot? And then I'll say BYU will not turn the ball over 45 times. 49 times? 49 times, yes, 49. (laughs) Unfortunately, no. We're not going to change the rules Dang just it. to accommodate Jason Shepard picking for Jerem Jordan. All right. Wow. Jerem's shaking his head somewhere. He's like, like really? 30-plus hey. for a four-straight game is my two-pointer, and BYU's going to go 40 Who thought it would happen three? for three? <laughs> Why not four? If you the get guys both on, of those. The guy's on fire. If you get both of those, Jerem should let you pick every game the rest of the season. It's true. Coming up, the elite voice of the day and more of your comments coming up. And why we are bringing more obscure 80s NFL references <laughs> back into Know the Fall. This, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Men's basketball back at the Marriott Center tonight, hosting Portland State. Watch on BYU TV, listen on BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. I will have radio pregame coverage beginning at 8 Eastern. Unwrap some holiday hoops, won't you? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What are your expectations for BYU basketball in the final four non-conference games? At Laser Sheep says on Twitter, I expect and hope for three and one. Two and two wouldn't make me panic, but it may hurt them later on. Oh, it would hurt them later on. There are a few great chances for good non-conference wins here. Go get them. Hashtag BYUSN. How much do you know about the Portland State Vikings, Jason? We're about to find out. Mm-hmm. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? It's time for a bevy of brain busters with Ben Bagley featuring the Portland State Vikings. Ben, what do you have for us? Well, but in the break with the uh, security law firm of Lewis and Mitchell, uh, we, we flipped a coin and found out who's going first for Know the Foe. And Jason, you won, mostly based because Jeremy's not getting any points off your picks for Know the Foe <laughs> or for and one. So we'll give you the benefit of the doubt here. We'll start here. True or false, always a warm-up for you guys. True or false, first-ever classes held at Portland State University were actually held at a junior high school. Uh, I'm going to say true. 
<laughs> right off the top, Jason's up with 1-0. <laughs> True or false, Spencer, a oh, nickname given to Portland State University is the college that wouldn't die. False. <sighs> nope, that's true. Due to the school's refusal to close their doors during, you guys remember, the Vanport flood of 48. You don't course. need to tell us. Yes, we know yes. Yep. This is the college that wouldn't die. All right, Jason, fill in the blank. Portland State is a blank safe school. It's multiple choice. Diversity safe school. Uh-huh. A salmon safe school. An herbification safe school. Or a party safe school. I really want it to be salmon safe school. <laughs> uh, what kind of question is this? It's a no, great folks, question. It is Jason. a great question. Answer it. Uh, I'm going to say uh, party safe school. Should have went with salmon. <laughs> you should have went with salmon. It is a salmon safe school, Jason. <laughs> They're on the Columbia River, I Jason. Understand. That's why I wanted it Come to be on, so true. And the world would be a better place if there were more salmon safe schools in this world, I would say that. That's Spencer, chance Oregon to tie thing. things up here. The Cooked name of the salmon. Portland State mascot is Ragnar, Odin, Victor, or Thor. It's Victor. Oh, that was. That would be Victor E. Viking. Yes. Just for those who didn't if know. You need, yes. If you have to default to something, default to alliteration. Victor, Victor the E. Viking. Viking. That's yeah. just so, yeah, that's bad. Okay. Uh, well, there's your gimme. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason. Chance to go get the lead back. Right, yes, bring it. Which of the following is either a current or former member of the Portland State faculty? Okay. Is it Paul Allen? Mm-hmm. Is it Bill Gates? Mm-hmm. Is it Phil Knight? Or is it Bill Walton? Oh, man. That's some serious. Current or former? Current serious or former celebrity member right of the there. faculty. I am going to say that it is uh, Phil Knight. Correct. Oh, yeah. That's a point, man. Jason, right there. Yes. Did you know that? Uh, no, but I figured Gates would have been up in Seattle. So it kind of eliminated Bill Gates. Okay. But yeah, no, I just more just lucky. Let's it wasn't be honest. Bill Walton. It was not Bill I Walton. I remember walking on campus at Portland State. Yeah, when he was in yeah. Portland, he was at the, uh, def- uh, yeah. Unbelievable salmon safe school. That's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Bill, Bill proves. Yes. Spencer, which one of the following obscure 1980s NFL quarterbacks is a Portland State alum? Is it Ken O'Brien? Is it Neil Lomax? Is it Mark Rippon or is it Steve DeBerg? No, it's Neil Lomax. Yes, it is. The Neil Lomax. Former, former Cardinal, yes. Yes. All right, Jason, Portland State boasts two NCAA Division II national championships. Which sport did they not win one in? Mm. Is it cross country, volleyball, or wrestling? I will say. Um, I will say volleyball. They got a volleyball championship. It was cross country, Jason. Cross country. Uh, okay. Everybody wow. knows that. I, I actually was going to say wrestling. So, <laughs> so you would have been over I would have been two. That's, really that's wrong. Taking yeah. a point away from you there. <laughs> All right, Spencer, Spencer, Spencer take the lead. you get this right, you win. If not, we end in the second straight tie. Oh, no Notifo. ties. Yeah, no ties. so you got to get this right, Spencer. Okay. okay. Which of the following does not have a tie to Portland State football? Jerry Glanville. Another 80s NFL reference. Mm-hmm. Danny Woodhead, June Jones, or Daryl Mouse Davis. Oh, what counts as a tie-in? 
Uh, I'm going to say June Jones. Uh, June Jones Woodhead. was a quarterback at Portland Wasn't State it Danny in Wood- 1979. Danny Woodhead is the answer, right? Danny Woodhead is the answer. Yes. Jerry Glanville was a coach at Portland State, and Daryl Mouse Davis was June Jones. And no, Danny Woodhead played for uh, in ne- Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah, yes. it was in Nebraska. Carney. Yeah. Nebraska. Yes. No, 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 no. Nebraska. Wherever. Uh, Someplace. Nebraska, Sh- Northwest, State. Eastern a Yes. He played for Shadron State in Nebraska, but I thought maybe he played against Portland State or something. So, ah, should have no, gone with Danny no. Woodhead. Failed. There you go. Another tie for Two. No the it's Foe. A- Yay. Great. Yay. We love ties. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's such an empty feeling. <laughs> At least I think we got more right the percentage of correct answers was better compared to the first time that Jeremy and I did this. So I'll I'll take a win there. Moral victory. Victor E. Moral Viking. victory. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Coming up, the greatness of Taysom Hill is being recognized by the National Football League. And if you missed the big-time volleyball news, all of the details, not deets, mm. details with All-American tie-ins. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, the always entertaining Mark Durant, BYU basketball radio analyst. And a shout out to Ben Bagley for bringing the heat and know the foe. That was pretty good. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast, go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Dennis Pitta, tip of the cap to you, my friend. Let's whip it. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Preparing to face Portland State tonight in the Marriott Center. Coverage will begin at 8 Eastern on the radio for pregame. The game will tip at 9 Eastern on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cougars in the NFL. The Detroit Lions have placed Ziggy Ansah on injured reserve after he suffered a season-ending shoulder injury. We wish Ziggy a speedy recovery. He appeared in seven games this season, finished with four sacks. He's scheduled to be a free agent this offseason. I don't think he's going back to the Lions. Probably not. After a game-changing blocked punt in the Saints' 28-14 victory over Tampa Bay, Taysom Hills named the NFC's Special Teams Player of the Week. This season alone, Taysom has three completed passes, a rushing touchdown, two receptions, 14 kick returns for 348 yards, four total tackles, and a blocked punt. Woo. Soccer. Elise Flake of BYU Women's Soccer named to the United Soccer Coaches Scholar All-West Region First Team. Playing in all 19 games this season, Flake led the Cougar offense with 14 goals, five assists, a total of 33 points, and she gets good grades. Track and field. Both the men's and women's track and field teams kick off the 2019 indoor season tomorrow in the Smithfield House. The two-day December invite will feature athletes from BYU, Westminster, UVU, and Weber State. Today's rise and shout goes to BYU women's volleyball, specifically all of the All-American Nominees, and they, not, not nominees, but award yes, winners. and they're in abundance. Ronnie Jones-Perry, Lindy Haddock-Epic, named to the ABCA All-American first team. Mary Lake, part of the second team. McKenna Miller and Kennedy Eschenberg receive honorable mention. Heather Knighting is the ABCA freshman of the year, and she's also a third-team All-American. So BYU has a member of first, second, and third teams, and the freshman of the year. They're in the final four, baby. It all makes sense. I I cannot wait for tomorrow night. Again, BYU-Stanford, 7 Eastern on ESPN. I cannot wait 
for that match tomorrow night. BYU that is going to be, be so much fun. Asked to beat the number one ranked team again. The hey, number, the same number one ranked team they beat the last day of August. There's one team that can say they've done it, and it's BYU. You think they believe? I know they believe. You think they believe? Yeah. Our question of the day about another Final Four. What do you expect to see out of BYU men's basketball in the Final Four non-conference games of the season? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Colton underscore Palmer three on Instagram answers. Go four and zero. Oh. That would give BYU a lot of momentum going into West Coast Conference play. Uh, certainly yes. would. Yes, beating Mississippi State at Mississippi State, top twenty-five program. That would be a quad one win on your NCAA resume. So yeah, that's the biggest opportunity per se. But I can't. I can't say I expect four and zero, oh. three and one probably for me. Yeah, this is this is a team that certainly can win at least three of those games. They're playing well right now. They're, they're, they're hitting their stride, you know, the ending non-conference play, getting ready for the WCC. It's a team that's, that's playing well right now. I think it is, is it Anik Walker on Facebook? I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. Outside of wins, I want to see this BYU team find their identity more. Last week they found it a bit, but there is still a lot of confusion of where points will come from after Yoli Childs and TJ Haas. And see, and that was that was kind of my point in terms of expectations. I think these next four games, it's an opportunity to switch around the lineup a little bit, find out what rotations work. I think you can do that and still win heading into the WCC play. At CL underscore living on Twitter. As long as BYU doesn't get discouraged by all of the Cougar Nation attention going to the women's volleyball Final Four and the bowl of potatoes, <laughs> they'll be all right and have my full support in every conference game thereafter. Okay, so he's a little distracted with volleyball and football. I get it. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Jason, do the honors. All right, at Twiggy or Stone, to win. They've shown that they can play at a higher level in these past two games. Keep up that same energy and finish out the non-conference on a winning streak. Oh, man. Does a one-game win streak count? Because if they don't beat Mississippi State, then they beat San Diego State and call it good. Is that a winning streak? I'll take that. It's a one-game winning streak. Hey. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason Shepard and his shooting shirt. And your shooting shirt. I am Spencer Linton with my shooting shirt. Shout-out to Scott Moon. Thanks, Mark Durant, for that throwback. Go Cougs.